you ever feel like you're trying to do so many things that you always feel like you are chasing your tail just trying to keep up? There's just so much to do as a teacher. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about practical things that you can do to get ahead and save yourself time in the long run. So before we get into today's episode, welcome to Teach On Teach Strong podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a teacher from London and this podcast is all about helping developing your character to be the best person that you can be and to give you the skills you need to be able to be the best teacher you can be too. It's kind of like a self-help thing, although that phrase can tend to have negative connotations to it sometimes, even though it's well-meaning. But basically, we talk about personal development and we discuss all things mindset, attitude, mental toughness, resilience and well-being, all from a teacher's point of view. You'll also get lots of practical advice on productivity as well. So this is a very unique podcast for you. You're not really going to find much out there that offers you what you're getting here and I'll tell you why. There are other websites and podcasts that can help teach stress, of course, and that's great. We can do with all the help we can get. But you'll notice one important difference between them and this, and that is I'm still teaching like you are. That means I'm not just talking the talk, sitting on my plush sofa telling you how to stick with teaching. No, no, I'm actually doing it. Like you, living, breathing, teaching. So I know the things that I'm sharing with you on this podcast work from a teacher's point of view. It is much easier to cheer on teachers from the sidelines, isn't it? I mean, we hear our friends and family do it to us all the time. But really, personally, this kind of support means most when it comes from fellow teachers who really get what we're going through because they're going through it too, you know? So look, no, I'm not a life coach or a counsellor who's been taught all the fancy jargon in how to do this and how to help people. I am a teacher and what I have to offer is my experience and what I'm going through now. I have gone through the ringer like you and I am experiencing the current climate of teaching, which is important as things change quickly and it is easy to forget what teaching is like after a long time away from the classroom. So I get it is what I'm saying. Bottom line, of course, listen to whoever you get value from at the end of the day. I'm not saying that I'm better. I'm just saying that what I can give you is coming from the classroom. So I do hope you get value here and feel comforted by a fellow teacher, whether you're listening on your commute, on your prep period, or doing your chores, however you listen. As long as you enjoy it, and as long as you're finding value from it, that's all that matters. So if you do enjoy it, you can subscribe and you'll get episodes twice a week on Wednesdays and Sundays. Plus, you can join our Facebook community as well for further support and camaraderie. More about that at the end of the episode. Alright, so today we're going to be discussing some ways that you can start the new school year being steps ahead. Seeing, as we know, once the school year starts, we spend so much time just trying to catch up, which leaves us feeling exhausting, and that can be really damaging to our self-esteem too. No one likes feeling like they're always behind. So, as I was in my classroom earlier this week, I'm still on summer break for the next two weeks, by the way, so I went in during my time off. I got to thinking about lots of different things that I wanted to share with you. Firstly, I was flicking through the signing in book at school and I was quite shocked at how many teachers in my school are coming in very regularly over the summer. And I got to wondering why. Why is it that we choose to spend our free time going into work? And I determined it's got to be one of two reasons. 
one, either we love our jobs and our students so much and feel like we have such a strong purpose as a teacher and kind of miss that course in our life when we're away. So we choose to come and work during our free time. Or two, we're really trying to get ahead for the next school year. (laughs) Now, it can be a combination of both things. Personally, I'm more camp two. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love my students and I love making a difference in their lives. But I'm definitely not bored or feeling like I'm not working for a cause during my time off because I do have my teacher's resource force commitments and of course this podcast which keeps me feeling very fulfilled during my time off school. So ultimately I determined really what I want is to get ahead. Now I don't enjoy the rat race and seeing my to-do list get longer by the end of the day even though I have been working my butt off you know there are so many other projects and crafts that I dream of doing during the school year but I never get the chance to do it which frustrates me immensely so I've been using my time off to do projects that I think will save me time in the long run or just make my life a bit better even if it's just because it's pretty so I've made a list of some things that you can do now to get yourself ahead this school year number one label the things now labeling is not just about being anal and obsessive in a classroom setting it's absolutely vital especially for me being a secondary teacher because I have over hundred different students walk through my classroom every day and they're not likely to remember where everything is in my room. Therefore having things labelled saves me so much stress as being constantly asked where things are is enough to drive me batty. Number two, buy cards in bulk. So I like to give birthday cards to my students. Now I can't do all my students as there are just too many of them but I do my form group. And if you've never heard form group before, it's basically the same as homeroom advisory class. It's a class that I see every day and I am responsible for pastorally. So 30 birthdays is a lot to prepare for. And if you purchase cards individually, they can maybe up to like £3 each, which gets kind of pricey. So what I like to do is bulk buy and Amazon saves my bacon with that. You can get some pretty good deals for big boxes of cards. And just having them there to pull out on demand is so handy, especially if uh, one or two birthdays might slip through the net and you forget and need a card at the last minute. I may or may not have had 20 seconds to write a card for one of mine once I realised I had gotten them. (laughs) Um, So yes, lots of stress saved with this technique. I highly recommend it. In fact, I love the idea so much. I also purchased thank you cards as well this year so I can write cards to my colleagues too. So basically you want to make it really easy for yourself to be able to give to others without needing it to become this big cumbersome chore that you have to prepare for. Number three, write birthday cards in advance. Yes, this is something new I've decided to do this year. And instead of writing students' birthday cards the day before or the morning of in some cases, why not just spend 20 minutes knocking them all out at once and then you've just got them ready to go so you can pull them out the morning of their birthday how much time is that gonna save and stress simple but effective in getting ahead and this is going to save so much time and stress in the long run number four create a bulletin board or wall display that is timeless where you can change pictures and content easily this is one of my favorite tips When I was first teacher training, the school I was working in had a rule where displays had to be changed every six weeks. Every six weeks? Who has time for that? But when I got more experience as a teacher, I realised why. And it's because after a few weeks, 
and it is about six, <laughs> the students do stop noticing the displays. And so effectively they run their course. You'll probably have noticed this too. I mean, how quickly do your students spot when you mix up your boards? Straight away usually, isn't it? So we know how important it is to keep the boards fresh, but in all honesty, it's the sort of thing that goes to the bottom of the list, right? Hence, timeless dynamic boards. Yes, so what I do is I spend, I do one shot making the background and graphics of my board really nice. And then I just have designated spaces for students' work that can be easily swapped by use of paper clips or clothes pegs. And this makes it so easy to change up work. In fact, it's so easy, your students could be responsible for doing it for you. Even better. Number five, write email templates to save time or just copy and paste some that you've written in the past and use that as a template. So sometimes you'll have occasions where you tend to be writing the same thing in response to colleagues or parents. And if that's the case, it's so convenient just to have a bank of templates and keep them in your drafts folder or in a Word document and just copy, paste, change a few details. Bish, bash, bosh, oh, the time you'll save. Number six, create a subtub or bank of resources for cover lessons or early finishes that are just in the room that people can access. This one is a lifesaver. So I like to have a bank of resources that I keep on Google Drive that I can just link to my Google Classroom when I'm absent. As that way, I can set my cover work from my phone in my bed. How great is that when you're feeling sick and you don't want to get up and have to do the slog and the email and all the work? It's just, you can do it half under the duvet. Um, but it works the same with a paper option. Just have a cabinet of resources organized by topic or year group, whatever it is that you teach, that your colleague can find and just pull out worksheets to get going with. And also works for early finishes too. Just make sure that your stock is replenished when supply is low so you don't get caught out with needing to photocopy at the last minute. <laughs> and that can be easily managed by this little tip that I like to do. If you just put a sheet of paper every 30 sheets or so, that reminds you to restock. So once you've gone down to a low supply, you'll see a piece of paper that says, um, time to re-photocopy, and then you just can remember to do it that way so you don't ever get caught out. And number seven, final tip for today, use a bank of ready-made report card statements. Now you probably won't be copying and pasting these because you know each one has to be unique, but I don't know if you're the same as me, but even after 12 years of teaching, I still get a mental block when I have to sit down and write reports. I don't know what it is, perhaps because it's just so overwhelming, there's so much to talk about with so many different people, but just seeing some examples of, or sentence starters even can be a real trigger to give you some inspiration and just make the job so much quicker for you. So that's it. Those are my seven tips for getting ahead in teaching. I'll summarize them right at the end, but before we do that... If you found value in this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to ensure that you get notified of new episodes. You'll notice I don't run ads, nor am I selling you anything on this podcast. I like to keep it jam-packed with value for you because I respect your time and I don't know about you, but I really can't stand it when episodes just stop in the middle for a sponsored advert. So this means, obviously, I'm not making a penny from this podcast. It is genuine and it is just for you, just because I really just want to help our community and have a movement of teachers actually supporting one another through our personal development, not just professional. So because I'm not making anything, all I ask is in return for the value you're getting from this podcast is to write a review and share this podcast with a teacher friend just to help us grow our movement of resilient teachers 
who are teaching on and teaching strong for the long haul. Also, if you want to send me a private message, you can contact me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. And as I said earlier, I was going to mention our Facebook group. You can join that too, where we've got a group of people and we're getting to know each other. It's so nice communicating with people who listen to this podcast. And I'm looking forward to you all getting to know and support one another in your teaching journey. We recently started a fun Friday in the group where you will be introduced to each other with a fun fact about each person. And you know, this is a very special time to be part of the group because it's such early days, it's only been over a week. We can really spend time getting to know one another while the group is still small. So if you've ever been in massive Facebook groups, you don't really know people in there because there's just so many, it becomes very impersonal. But right now, the group is small, it's very intimate, and we can actually really start bonding. So if you want to be one of the pioneers and the earliest members of the community, there are already names that are sticking out to me of people who are contributing a lot. And you're the ones I know I'm going to be remembering when I look back at the beginnings of this community. So if you want to be part of that and want to be one of our early members, you can find the group by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teach on teach strong and just clicking the join button. And there are three simple questions you'll be asked and you must answer all of them to be granted entry in the group. If you also want to receive emails from me about once a week, I just contact you with updates, some fun teaching resources and links to the latest podcast episodes, you can sign up for free. All you need to do is go to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash freebies. When you sign up, you will also receive a special password to the VIP area of my website, which just contains lots of free resources for you to use, as well as an email welcoming you to the community. If you don't see anything in your inbox, you need to check your spam folder. Sometimes things get booted there, unfortunately. Also, if you are part of my mailing list and you haven't heard from me for a while, you also want to check your spam folder because I am emailing once a week. Alrighty, I think that's everything. Let's sum up today's episode then and remind ourselves of the seven tips to getting ahead in teaching. So number one, I said label things. It will save so many unnecessary questions and encourages and promotes independence in your classroom. Number two, buy cards in bulk so you don't need to worry about planning for things like birthdays. Number three, write birthday cards in advance so you can just whip them out of a box as and when needed. Number four, create a bulletin board that is timeless where you can change pictures and content easily. It is important to mix up your boards often so make it easy on yourself and use things like clothes pegs to change displays quickly and easily. Number five, use email templates to save time. Don't waste your mental energy thinking of what to say to certain people when you need to write a similar response each time. Just keep a bank of templates ready to go. Number six, create a subtub or bank of resources for cover lessons or early finishes. You can either go the digital route by using Google Classroom or an equivalent, or go with ready photocopied sheets. Either way, not having to set cover is like the best gift a teacher could ever receive. And number seven, use a bank of ready-made report card statements as well. For some reason, our brains can go to mush when it's time to do these, so make it easy on yourself to get the ball rolling. I hope these tips help you get ahead in your teaching and save you time in the long run. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Or to quote episode 28, What you do today can improve all your tomorrows.
I really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and teach on and teach Bye.